Good day to you. It is a good day in Jesus Christ, and I have something for you to feast on today. I have been reading 1 Peter a lot lately, and I've just been getting so much mining wonderful truths from its pages, and I just have a glimpse of something I've been catching to share with you. So let's feast on it. 1 Peter 1, 23 through chapter 2, verse 3. This is from the God's Words translation. You have been born again, not from a seed that can be destroyed, but through God's everlasting word that can't be destroyed. That's why scripture says all people are like grass and their beauty is like a flower of the field. The grass dries up And the flower drops off, but the word of the Lord lasts forever. This word is the good news that was told to you. So get rid of every kind of evil, every kind of deception, hypocrisy, jealousy, and every kind of slander. Desire God's pure word as newborn babies desire milk. Then you will grow in your salvation. Certainly you have tasted that the Lord is good. We're going to read it again. Only we're going to look at it in the Christian Standard Bible this time. Since you have purified yourself by your obedience to the truth, so that you show sincere brotherly love for each other, from a pure heart, love one another constantly. Because you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Then he um, says, for all flesh is like grass and all its glory like a flower of grass, the grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And that he is quoting. Okay, he's taking a scripture. This is this is why the Bible says this. This is all of us are flesh. It's like um, the grass that dies, the flowers that die. They don't stick around very long. But 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 the word of the Lord endures forever. And he's quoting this. This is why the Bible says this. But he just got through telling us. What did he say? He said, "You have been born again." This is what he's trying to explain. You've been born again. You were um, uh, of the flesh, okay? But you have been born again from an imperishable seed, the living, the abiding, the enduring word of God, okay? Imperishable. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. So he's comparing um, flesh and the word. And this word is the gospel that was proclaimed to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants desire the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow up into your salvation if you have tasted that the lord is good the lord is good what he's offering us is good the good news comes with 
a message, message that we have to take in. The word we take in. We let it transform us. If we take it in, if we desire, if we keep hearing it, if we keep applying it to our lives, if we keep at it, we let that word change who we are. So we're aligning ourselves with the word of God. We're growing up into our salvation. Jesus has saved us from some things. And he saved it. And he he put the word of God in us like a seed. And we have to work out that salvation with fear and trembling. So within all the power of the word of God, it's imperishable. So we can either keep on paying attention to the world and the outside standards of the world and how the world lives. And we can focus on all of that. And we can let that run our lives, run our lives into the ground, okay? So we can be like them. And we can be like the flower of the field that is here today and gone tomorrow. Or we can turn our eyes and we can focus on the living word of God, the imperishable word of God that we have been born again, that has been planted within us, that we have um, in our hands. We even have um, the Bible that that is full of living messages from God. It is the word of God, right? We grab a hold of those words and we um, renew our minds to them and we keep on watering that uh, seed within us. We, we get the word from um, our minds and we keep on getting it down within our hearts. We're feeding ourselves, right? And we're doing it like a newborn infant desires food. How often does a newborn infant desire food constantly? Every couple of hours, right? That mama's having to feed that baby again. That baby's crying, desiring more milk. (laughs) He said, therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Why? That's all of the flesh. That's all of your past. That's all not of the word of God. That's going to produce death in your life. Like newborn infants desire the pure milk of the word. We've got to change our thinking. We've got to change the way we do things. We've got to desire the pure milk of the word so that by it, you may grow up into your salvation. We've been given salvation. Okay, God has saved us. But there's a part that we have to play on um, in grabbing a hold of it, believing it, receiving it, and letting it manifest in our lives. We have a part to play in that. Jesus did his part, and now we are his partners in this life that he has given us. We are followers of Jesus. He is leading us forward into life. But if we're not following, if we're not letting the word of God, Jesus is the living word, and then we have the written word. If we're not living, letting that word transform our lives, we're not going that direction, then we're going to be leaning toward our flesh. What happens to the flesh? The grass withers and the flower falls. But, but the word of the Lord and we, endures forever. We need to grab a hold of that word and become so united with the word. You see where I'm going? That's life. This is the way to life. Okay? This is salvation. Okay. And so he says that you may grow into your salvation if you have tasted that the Lord is good. First Peter 123 through 23 out of the Living Bible. For you have a new life. It was not passed on to you from your parents. For the life they gave you will fade away. If we keep on living the life that our parents gave us, that our ancestors gave us, that um, the, 
you know, some people live life. Well, we've already, we've always lived life this way. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Why do I, I I have these habits and I'm just going to keep on living this way. If it was good enough for them, it was good enough for me. No, for you have been given. You have a new life. It is not passed down to you from your parents for the life they gave will fade away. The life they gave you will fade away. This is the new one that will last forever. This new one, it just keeps on going and going and going. Okay, for it, it comes from Christ, God's word. It says, it comes from Christ, God's ever-living message, because this is the living Bible, ever-living message to man. Yes, our natural lives will fade as grass does when it becomes all brown and dry. And I think for that the natural lives that they should have done that are flesh, our flesh. It's it, it, it's more about um, not so much our physical bodies, which this kind of looks like that here in this paraphrase, but it's about realize this. It's about the fleshly way of living. Okay, our carnal old nature. Okay, that's what. But the word of God is trying to let us know there's, there's, we can go by that old carnal nature. And I like the way this paraphrase makes you see that because it says you're not living the same life that your parents, right? Your grandparents, all them that lived. Okay. You're, but listen to this, get a hold of that ever living message to men. It's, it's, it's still alive. The word of God is still alive. If we, if we get a hold of the word of God, that is living, breathing, Okay, if we get a hold of it and we unite with it, it carries us somewhere. It brings us somewhere. We're united with life. It's all about choosing life. Choose life. We're going to go to that scripture soon. Okay, so yes, our natural lives will fade as grass does when it becomes all brown and dry. All our greatness is like a flower that droops and, and falls. But the word of the Lord will last forever. And his message is the good news that was preached to you. So get rid of your feelings of hatred. Don't just pretend to be good. And I I like how that, the good news that was preached to you, the good news is a message of, hey, you, you have a new life to live, okay? You can't do the same things you always used to do. You can't act in sin, you gotta act like Jesus, okay? So get rid of your feelings of hatred. Don't just pretend to be good. Be done with dishonesty and jealousy and talking about others behind their backs. Now that you realize how kind the Lord has been to you, put away all evil, deception, envy, and fraud. Long to grow up in the fullness of your salvation. Cry for this as a baby cries for milk. Long to grow up in the fullness of your salvation. You've been saved. Okay? But it's not full yet. It's not full. Okay? You haven't reached full maturity. What God has done for you, he has begun a work in you. But if you don't long for the fullness of your salvation, you're not going to reach it. You need to long for the fullness to the point where that hunger and that thirst draws you forward into God's will for your life, pulls you, desires like a baby cries out for milk. When you're crying out for these new life that God has for you, for the, to be united with the word of God, to get that word in you, working in you, changing you, okay? Your, your salvation is becoming more and more real to you, more and more 
it's it's already real it's already true but it's becoming more and more manifested in this physical realm it's not just about your spirit being born again it's about that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. It's about that being manifested. You know what is yours in Jesus Christ. And so you're acting on the word and you're saying, this is what I'm going to live. I'm going to live this way. And I'm going to have the life that God gave me. I'm going to have the life that God gave me and not the, the deck of cards that Satan is trying to deal out to me. Okay, so we're going to take a break. And I told you we're going to go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 30. We're going to take a break from 1 Peter because we're going back there. But we're going to look at Deuteronomy 30, 14 through 20. And I love this passage, right? I guess I love the Bible. Okay. So I'm reading from the New International Version. So the word is very near you. It is in your mouth. We've been talking about the word of God, right? (laughs) We've been talking about getting hold of the word because the word is um, imperishable, right? So it says here, no, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Get this in you. God is speaking, and he's he's bringing a word of God to them. He's bringing himself to them. He's letting them hear who he is, his will, his message. He says, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction, For I command you. Whenever God shares his will with us, whenever he tells us and he says, choose life. What is choosing life? That's his will and it's choosing him because life is actually connection to God. Death is separation from God. So he says, choose life. This is my will. It's my will that you keep on choosing me. You keep on choosing the word. You keep on choosing what I tell you to do. Choose life, okay? You keep on choosing my good plans for you, okay? He sets before us, it says, life and death. Life and prosperity, death and destruction, okay? 
these are set before us not because he wants us to have death and destruction he wants us to have life and prosperity that's his will for us that's what he declares for us that's where his command brings us so if we obey and we unite with his command with his will and we do it then we see that life and prosperity but if we separate from the word and we don't follow his will his plan into life and prosperity he says choose life choose my will choose my commands do whatever i tell you to do if we don't do that then we're separated from the word and he didn't want destruction from us but because he gave us a command to follow if we separate from that command and we go in a different direction we're not gonna get the life and the prosperity he set before us life and prosperity and death and destruction he wants life and prosperity for us but in giving us a plan to follow a command in order to get to life and prosperity we also end up with a choice to obey him to connect to that word to connect to his will or a choice to not obey him and see destruction and see death life is in connecting with God it says at the end of that I love it it says and that you may love the Lord your God and listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life The Lord, we need to get that in us for the Lord is our life. If we disconnect from his word, his will, his plans, him, his goodness, we're disconnecting from our lives. Okay, so we're going to go back. 1 Peter 1.23 through 2.3 and the Passion Translation. And balance these things, bring these things together, these words together that they are um, helping to explain each other. Okay, I'm hoping that this this big picture plan from God that you saw where he he never wanted evil what we do is we interpret the old testament through the eyes of Jesus through the light that he brings us so through the light of the new covenant we look at the old testament it still offers us truth but they didn't get the whole picture but we can look at it through Jesus and we can see more okay we don't throw it all away what we what we do is we grab a hold of God's word back then. We see what he was trying to show them. Okay, he couldn't fully show it. And then Jesus came and he revealed him perfectly. So we hold on to Jesus and we look at the Old Testament in, in, his, in the light that he offers us. And we see that that God brings us a command. And, and it's a good plan. And it is what produces good in our lives. But in ignoring his command, it has always been this way. It happened in the beginning when Adam and Eve, when all they had is one command, do not eat from the fruit of this tree in the middle of the garden. Okay. But in disobeying that one command, they stepped out from his plan. And it was a choice of life and death that was set before them. They chose death just because... They did not choose to obey his word. They did not choose to remain united to God's will for their lives. They didn't choose life because they didn't choose God. Okay, see it. And let's look at this. Look at 1 Peter 1, 23, 2-3 in the Passion Translation. For through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. We got another shot at this, right? And this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside you forever. For human beings are frail and temporary, 
like grass, and the glory of man fleeting like blossoms of the field. The grass dries and withers, and the flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was announced to you. So abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy and slander. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. For this milk will cause you to grow to maturity, fully nourished and strong for life, especially how that you have taste, you have had a taste of the goodness of Yahweh and have experienced his kindness. We're going to unite with God. Okay. You still see more of this by going to Isaiah 55. You see more of this plan of uniting with the word of God, the imperishable word of God, the power of the word of God. So I'm going to read Isaiah 55 to you out of the New International Version. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come and buy wine and milk without money, without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? (laughs) Okay, so in the New Testament, we see cry out for spiritual milk like a newborn cries out out for milk cry out for the word of god like a newborn cries out for milk let that word go to work because it will bring you into the fullness of your salvation it will satisfy you but here we have we have so many people who are not crying out for that milk they're not going after the word of god they're they're doing they're spending their money on what does is not bread and their labor on what does not satisfy Everything that we is of the flesh, it's not going to produce the good things that we wanted all along. And Jesus is, is I mean, the word, Jesus, the, everything is pointing to, hey, go back. If you realign yourself with God's will, if you just realign yourself with his good will, you're going to have his goodness. The stuff that you've always wanted, you have to get it by being united with him. He is your life. All this other isn't going to satisfy you. Listen, it says. Uh, That's the end of verse 2. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. To our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow 
come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. Remember, desire, God's pure milk of the word of God, that you might grow up into the fullness of your salvation. Desire, God's pure milk of the word of God. Okay, and then in Deuteronomy, it talked about, um, I set before you life and prosperity and death and cursings. I set it before you, choose, choose life. Why? He's saying, connect with my word. If you choose to do what I am, I, I, how did he set it before him? He said it, I said this, he said it before them by speaking a word because his word doesn't return to him void. It always accomplishes. So he wanted to accomplish the good that they were after. He wanted them to see that life and prosperity. So he said, okay, I'm going to give you my word. I'm going to show you how to get there. And he gave him a bunch of commandments. He, he gave him, this is how you can have it. I speak this and I declare this. This is the way for you to go. And he has a way for us to go to too, right? It's the way Jesus leads us in. He has commands for us to follow. He goes, you do this. If, you, if we look at it in the light of the New Testament. And what Jesus shows us, but we take what we're learning here from the Old Testament. You follow my word. You get into my word. You crave my word because it still is the word of God sent from heaven to accomplish his will. It still produces. It still does not return to him void. We need to return that word to him. The word that he commands us to do. We're not living under the same covenant that they lived under, but the principle of God's word. It's still a law in the kingdom of heaven that God's word reigns supreme. He is still on the throne. And whatever he says, go, it's always been that way. And he has set some things in motion. And that's one thing about God is he doesn't, he doesn't change. And so his word as ruler has final say, which means when he declares something, this is the way it is going to be. This is my law. This is what I set in motion. This is it. And he did some things and he said, I will not back off of that. I will not um, negate. I will not lie. My word goes forth and it produces. It's living. Just like I'm living, my word is living. This is God. His substance is life. He is life. His word is life. It's living. It's producing. So once he sets a word in motion, it produces something. If we don't unite with that word and let it carry us into him, if we do not um, take it into us, let it transform us so that we can act on it and do it and live it. This is how we're going to return it to him. Because Isaiah 55 says, says, um, if we we back it all the way up. Um, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. Okay, what we're trying to do is we're trying to return the word of the Lord to him. We're trying to see his word accomplish the good plans that he has set out for us. Okay, I set before you life and prosperity and death and curses. Choose life. 
Okay, how have I set it out? By commanding you something. So it is in Isaiah 55. So it is with the word of my mouth that it will not return to me empty. We're going to return the word of God to him. How are we going to return it to him? Okay, we're going to turn it to him by going his way. By doing his will. By uniting with the word of God. Letting it transform us. We're going to go his way. This is his will. His word is his will proclaimed. So we're uniting with his word. We're uniting with his will. And then we're seeing his will. We're, this is his plan for life and prosperity. He didn't want death and destruction for us. But in setting before us life and prosperity, he also set before us death and destruction. Because if we do anything other than his will, we're heading in the wrong direction. We're heading, we're separating from God. We're separating from our life, his plan. Separating from the word of God. I don't think I finished it, Isaiah. Uh, So let's, so it is with my word, that was verse 11, that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will return to me. It will accomplish what I desire. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire. For not holding on to his word and going with it as it accomplishes what is desired. For separating from his word, then we are not there. We're not in that accomplishment, okay? We're not seeing the answers that his word produces because we have left his word. We have to hold on to it. We have to grab a hold of what he's telling us and go with him, okay? Go with that word. Follow him all the way. See the fullness of our salvation. See everything that God intended for us to have. He started with a seed, right? He planted a seed. He plants the word within us and we can go with him or not. You will, verse 12, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The scent of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Um, Instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown. What is that praise? God's good for an everlasting sign, it says, which will not be destroyed. If you connect with the word of God, okay, the imperishable word of God, and you return, you grab a hold of it, you listen. This chapter started off with listen. Listen, it's it's a lot like our first Peter text. Oh, imagine that. That's why we went there. It reminded me of it. Okay, go back to first Peter. Because we're going to listen. If you listen to my word, right? First Peter, cry out for the word of God. It's milk. It will produce something in your life. Okay? First Peter 1, 22 through 2, 3, and then amplified. For you have been born again. That is reborn from above. Spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. Not of seed, which is perishable and immortal. That is through the living and everlasting word of God. For all flesh is like a grass and all its glory, like the glory of the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word the good news of salvation which was preached to you so put aside every trace of malice and all deceit and hypocrisy what is he saying put aside the flesh put aside the flesh because the flesh is what is dying the grass is withering right 
the flower is fading. It doesn't last. All flesh doesn't last. So he says, so put aside every trace of flesh. (laughs) And then he lists the flesh. It doesn't say that there literally, but what he's listing is the flesh. So put aside. We know that the flesh dies. It doesn't last forever. It's the word of God that lasts forever. So put aside the flesh. That's what he's saying. So put aside every trace of malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander and hateful speech. Like newborn babies, you should long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation. (laughs) It's ultimate fulfillment. In fact, you have already tasted the goodness and gracious kindness of the Lord. Like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow into completed salvation. You have had a taste of what God plans for you. Okay, we need to start realizing what, what we have as first fruits. We've had a taste of the salvation that God has planned for us. And we need to grow in some things. This isn't the culmination of all that God wants for us. And it's not all that God wants for us until we reach the sweet by and by heaven, right? No, we have, he said, this is, you have had a taste. Let me read the end of that amplified again. That was so good. Okay, like newborn babies, you should long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation. It's ultimate fulfillment. In fact, you have already tasted the goodness and gracious kindness of the Lord. You've already had a taste. (laughs) You've already tasted the goodness, the gracious kindness of the Lord is only a taste. Okay. Like newborn babies, you should crave thirst for earnestly desire the pure unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow into completed salvation. So what we have had so far in this life, it's only the beginning. This is a journey. He started something with us and he leads us forward. And the more we reunite with the word of God, the more we reunite. Um, with God's original plan for us and his purpose for our lives, okay? We, we set, and when we get born again, we say, okay, I'm gonna follow you. You are my God, you are my king. And now we have a whole brand new opportunity. He, he were born again with, with an incorruptible seed and we can nurture and cultivate that seed and, or we can depend on the flesh. If we nurture and cultivate that seed, we can see the fullness of our salvation. We've only had a taste. It's been so huge and amazing and so good. And we've been like, whoa, by what God has done in our life. But it's only a taste of what he has for us. He has more salvation to be saved. What are we saved from? We got to dig into the word of God to find everything that we're saved from. And I've, I think it's Second Peter. If you read Second Peter, and it talks about um, having a divine nature and all of life and all of that is found in the promises of the word of God. That as we unite to those promises, we get to see uh, the divine nature operating. We get to have and enjoy all that we need for life and godliness and What is it? It's in connecting with the word. So in 1 Peter, he tells us, desire that pure milk of the word of God. Because when you get that word and you connect to that word and you grow up that word 
Okay, you grow up in that word. You're you, you are connecting and you're applying it to your life. You're living it out. You're letting it be the standard that you live by. It it's more than just a, a taste of salvation. You see more and more what God actually plans for you. We shouldn't just stop at the door, stop at the beginning of what God has for us. We should grow up and keep on going and move forward and get more and more of his plans for our lives. It's not just, that's it. That I, I, Hey, I was born again and wow, yes, you experienced it. God, it's huge. It's so big because it's so being born again and having new life and Coming in contact with God, it's so huge. It's the biggest thing that will ever happen to you. It's only a taste of the Lord's goodness for you. Don't think that that's it, that that's all. There's more. Just climb into the Word of God. Climb into what all that He has provided for you. Get into desire that Word, and you will see. You will continue to taste more and more and more and more, and you will, oh, you will experience the goodness of God. Let's look at this at Galatians 6, 7 through 10 in the New International Version. Because I want you to see it's, it's the same message, okay? Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. Remember 1 Peter, it's the balance between the flesh or the word of God. Are you going to live based off your own carnal nature? Or are you going to let the word of God transform your life? Okay. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have had opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Why? With every good that we're doing, as we follow God's good will, okay? We're loving people. The New Testament operates off, off of the law of love, and Jesus came, and he preached love like you would just, whoa, you, you get in there and you read the, just the Sermon on the Mount. If you start to study Matthew's, I think it's 5, 6, and 7. You get in there and Jesus' idea of how we should live, Jesus' command of how we should live, Jesus' direction of how we should live, that's the Word of God. That's His plan. That's how we should change our lives and we should flow with Him. We're going to do these good things. And it is like... Our total transformation. It is totally backward from from the ways of our flesh. It's not how we think things should be done, but it's God's word. It's God's plan. And we got to unite to God's word and God's plan so that we can have a growth in our life. So we can see the fullness of our salvation. We're just at the beginning. We just... It's huge. It's so huge that what happened to us, some people think that that's it and that's all that they can experience until they get to heaven. But no, it's not it. There's more. It's just a taste. And if the more you taste of God's goodness and the more you act on it, the more you experience because you're returning his word to him. His word doesn't return void. His word accomplishes his will. And so we need to live his word so we can live in his will. We're choosing life. 
We're choosing God. And when we choose life, it's we're, we're choosing connection with God. We have to, in order to choose life, we got to choose his word that he sets out for us. We got to obey him. And I got to thinking about this. And I was thinking about how this is producing life, okay? Life, think about it. There have been two men that the Bible has told us never died. They got so connected to the word of God. One of them was Enoch. The other was Elijah. Well, in the New Testament, we see a scripture in Hebrews about uh, Enoch. And I want you to look at it. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay, it says Hebrews 11.5, the New International Version. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Enoch got so close to the will of God. And I know that that next verse, it says, it it goes in and expounds on faith. Well, faith is all about hearing the word of God. You get faith by hearing the word of God. Living faith, okay, means you're connecting with the word of God. And, um... You're acting on it. You're doing it. So it it all ties in to what I'm telling you right now. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. He pleased God because he was doing God's will. He pleased God is because God set before him life and death. He spoke to him. They had a relationship and he received. He he gleaned. He said, we know because faith comes from hearing the word of God. And the the man had faith. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he heard a word from God and he connected his life to that message that God gave him. He chose life. Choose life. Okay, God sets before each of us life, prosperity, death, destruction. Okay, why? Because I'm commanding you to do something because I want you to have life. But in commanding you how to have life, if you don't go that way, you're choosing death. Okay, this all ties in. Enoch chose life and he never saw death. He did it. He chose life that way. Well, <laughs> Ephesians 4, 17 through 18, and I am almost done. New International Version. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Listen to this, guys. Feast on these words. Feast on God's word. Desire his word. It's the pure milk of the word, unadulterated. Uh, It doesn't die. It lives. It produces life. If we go after it like a newborn baby goes after its mama's milk, and if we let that word transform us... That's every couple hours. That's that's more. That's more than most people go after the word of God. So far. 
I don't think it was more than what Enoch went after the word of God. I don't think it was more than what Elijah went after the word of God. I don't think it was more than what Abraham, you know, than what, obviously, than what Jesus, Jesus grew up, right? And the Bible says he grew in stature and wisdom of God. When he left heaven, he left behind um, all that knowledge. And so when he grew up on the earth, he had to grow up and he had to unite with the word of God. He was the living word and he had to do what I'm telling you. He was the living word made flesh and he, he continued as he, as he heard the word of God. Every time God spoke to him, he was going after that word. He was found in the temple, right? When he was only 12 years old and he was talking with them. He was listening, asking questions and they, he was like woeing them. But every time he heard God, he grabbed a hold of it and he united it and he never swayed from God's plan for his life. Never, not once. The living word and the written word, they're one. That's why it, it, God speaks. And oh, I'm getting ready to do another feast coming real soon. Look out for it because it says Jesus, Jesus never did anything. He couldn't do anything without seeing his father do it first. And I'm getting ready to go there. I'm not going to do it now. I'm not going to do it now. So anyways, what I'm trying to tell you is your flesh, if you keep on going in the ways of your flesh, it is going to die just like the flowers in the field die so quickly. But, 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 but that's not God's plan for your life. He has better, better, better. That's the way the world has been living. It says that they have um, been separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Don't have a hard heart. No, God has given you a brand new spirit. It's soft and pliable. Now just feed the word of God. Let that life that God has begun in you be um, ministered to constantly. Feed that word of God. Go after it like a baby goes after milk because you want to stop yielding to your flesh and you want to yield to your spirit where the word of God is inside of you, right? Okay? And you want to uh, experience all that that word you want to return to God you want experience you want to let that word carry you on to greater and greater and greater measures of life so that you can live just like Jesus that's the plan you can have the blessings and live in the abundance and you know you know it's not about waiting to heaven it's about what's going on right now uniting with God's will right now stepping out in the word of God right now doing the word of God right now enjoying the life the word of God brings into our lives right now feast on it I'll talk to you later